0: Before we get into this week's edition of The Bloom Files, I wanted to squeeze in a couple of quick seconds and talk about our sponsor for this week, Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy visit geico.com today that's geico.com now if you excuse me I've got some case opening to do the truth is out there in here who knows either way we are opening up the bloom files here on post show recaps and x-files first watch slash rewatch podcast hello everybody mike bloom here breaking down season one episode 10 of the x-files fallen angel and of course i am joined by my own angel (laughs) quite literally angel uh angela bloom Hi. Hi. You, what What second in did you know that I was going to make that point? As pun? soon as you started
1: saying episode 10, Fallen like As soon as you started introducing it as the episode, I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dang it, can I change my name? Can I change
1: my name? Uh, unfortunately, no, I can't.
0: Well, I'm happy to have you here for many reasons. Not only, I guess you're sort of my guardian angel in this case, and that you are guiding yeah. me through the X-Files, in particular, this episode as we go to Wisconsin and back.
1: Yeah, off to the
0: Midwest to uh, find some crashed aliens. Yeah, so we're not going as far as the Pacific Northwest as we did in the first episode. We're sort of in flyover country right now, but it does connect a bit back to the pilot, at least from my purview. Because we we spent last week in two really capital M Monster of the Week episodes, Mm -hmm. and this really felt like more of a sequel to the first episode where there were aliens involved. We're getting back to sort of the government conspiracy, even though Cigarette Smoking Man isn't in this episode. It felt like his presence was felt. We get into what I'm assuming is a big recurring plot of they're gonna shut down the X Files. Oh
1: yeah, get ready for a lot of tentative X Files shutdowns.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine it's it's. it's and some- they do,
1: I think, at some points, you know, it is sort of quote unquote shut down, and it like it's and uh, it, it always comes back. But is it ever the X Files exist in
0: our hearts? Yeah, how can you, know? you shut
1: down the conspiracy?
0: Exactly. So we've, we're going to break down the entire episode, of course. If this happens to be your first time wandering into this, or if, like Max, you sort of just like passed out and woke up in the middle of this podcast, we're going to be spoiling Fallen Angels specifically, and the episodes that we covered before it, but we're going to remain as vague and or spoiler-free as possible about what's to come, both based on episodes that we are going to watch down the line, as well as some people might be in the same boat as me, a bit of an X-Files newbie, maybe not as much of an expert as you, Angela, so we want to, you know... (laughs) Keep uh keep everyone relatively in the dark as much as possible so we can all enjoy these series and the surprises to come.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So I mean I'm gonna do my best. I'm I apologize in advance if
0: that uh things slip out. It's just so exciting. It is very exciting, and I can imagine that you know, this isn't a unique episode too, in that at the point we're watching this, there are some characters that it seems like are going to be important from in the series ones that have technically have already been introduced that we haven't gotten to yet in our watch one that apparently gets introduced that that might come back later as well so this is like an interesting little piece of X-Files lore in that we get people coming and people going well
1: and they definitely like to do this in the later seasons where I think maybe and I this is my opinion but I think you know it's a little long in the tooth you know they've they're running out of things to talk about to do so they're like okay let's bring back this character from season one that Mm -hmm. like you know we'll tie it into this we'll tie it to that but I don't think at the time they were planning on having them back, you know, so it's like uh, it's not like lost or it was like all
0: written out to an extent. Right. Oh, interesting. So there's like a Rolodex of <laughs> yeah. guest characters and they're sort of finally sort of, thinking, yeah. All right. Who
1: well, can I pull out? Exactly. I, I don't think so. That's how they're thinking. But it kind of seems that way sometimes we're like, well, OK, well, that's kind of a random pull. I guess that actor was available.
0: Exactly. I can imagine there is some sort of board up in the writer's room right. of actors. Who and do we like to we work cover. with? Who, who have we not killed yet? <laughs>
1: and who's nice on set
0: well let's start i guess speaking of killing let's start with our cold open here get another cold case cold open and speaking of cold we are in wisconsin late at night and it looks like a reginald vel johnson type yeah I, would say. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know was he a cop or was he a ranger
1: um, he had the wide. Brand oh, hat. this guy! He was yeah. a sheriff.
0: He was a sheriff. Okay. I was like,
1: "Don't we know that?" It's <laughs> fine. I don't know. I I, I try to No, this was the sheriff, and he's just doing his his duty. His poor guy just caught up in the middle of it all, um, and he is attacked. By an invisible force.
0: Yeah, so essentially, there was this sort of disturbance that gets picked up in the forest. Of course, we get, in true X-Files fashion, the ominous white light from above, yes. from across <laughs> a hilltop so you don't exactly yeah. see what's happening.
1: But, but you, you do see that, like, blurred-out effect for the invisible thing, whatever yeah, so it is. Yeah, so let's
0: talk about that, because the aliens are invisible in this episode predator style i do believe that mm-hmm. i read that chris carter was inspired by predator
1: yeah well and i think also for the time it was a, not a cgi thing that was terribly complex to do so it mm-hmm. was something they could accomplish and have the effect of fear while you know not coming across as little green men
0: yeah just take a big eraser to things because yeah. yeah to that point it's very much the jaws effect of yeah it's the imagination is scarier often than the reality of what you can imagine this alien could be rather than like you said, let's put this guy in. Well, and I think
1: from your perspective, we straight up see an alien in this. Whereas like, I think we talked about in our preview podcast for the entire podcast that we're doing that, you know, it's sometimes hard to think about the X files as what's the big alien because it's not just one big alien species. Right. It's all these different things. And you know, it's more about there being supernatural superhuman extraterrestrial existence you know we're not alone
0: yeah i think even more ridiculous than the proposition that we are the only ones in the universe is that there is only one other planet right. that has yeah. life
1: yeah it. <laughs> it's like we are humans and we exist and um there are martians and that's it yeah, exactly. <laughs> no
0: wait. they stopped right there they said two is enough to fill with sentient life yeah, exactly and never the twain shall meet but they do meet right here as like we said poor reginald l johnson ends up uh, biting it here. But we more so get focused on what is going to be the main crux of the government side of things, which right. is this surveillance center in Colorado ends up picking up a, a bogey, at least what they think is a bogey, right? They say, like, yeah. there's some sort of wonky aircraft that crash into towns at 800 miles an hour. And this is when we get introduced to the big bad of the episode, uh, Colonel. Colonel yeah. Henderson,
1: I think his name is. Yeah, Curve- Colonel Henderson. And I think that for this is, like, very much so a trope. Like this sort of like the military's bad. Like and I think that they they often go back to that point where it's like the government is bad, the military's bad, you know, we can't trust anybody, that type of thing.
0: I did like the ominous green lighting in the surveillance center. <laughs> that has to be It looked like they
1: were in a submarine. It was like, where are these people? Maybe they were. Maybe.
0: (laughs) They were were off the shore somewhere, because I would feel terrible. I mean, there aren't there studies out there of the effects that fluorescent lights sitting under there eight hours a day can have on your mental health? Imagine sitting in a facility that is just lit ominously green all day. Well, I mean, our
1: listeners will be happy to hear that we have many lights in our home that we have titled the good light, Mm -hmm. because I do not like fluorescent lighting, and I need it to be nice and warm and pleasant.
0: So you, you would not do well no. in the surveillance. I mean, no.
1: it's, it seems like. It's better the, than bright, but. Yeah,
0: I think these employees are also maybe showing a bit of a pushback against the Colonel by the end of this. We get some co names here uh, Operation Falcon.
1: Yeah, so Operation Falcon is, I guess, what they, the operation that they would use in uh, what war? You don't remember? They, they say it in the movie. It's like Operation Falcon is what they would use to go get warheads that had dropped. Oh, it's like the
0: Reclamation Project.
1: E- e- yes, they talk about that. And they I guess Operation Falcon is part of that. Um, And it became instead extraterrestrial.
0: Retrieval. Yeah, and we get the title of the episode, Fallen Angel. I guess that is, I don't know if it's factual or not, or if this is a, a Carterism, but it is military jargon, at least in this episode, for something has fallen. And we got to clean it up ASAP. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so the colonel is like very, very interested in getting this done stat. Um, but I I don't, you know, he's going to be interrupted.
0: Right. So that interruption is going to come in the form of Fox Mulder, who after the credits, we come back here and yes. Mulder's already <laughs> at the hotel. And this is odd. Yeah. This is very odd. Mulder is... Sort of suiting up to go on. Yeah, his it's very much so that scene in Batman where they're like they're putting on the utility belt, oh, clink, yeah. and then
1: something else happens in between and then clink, clink. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
0: But this would this be is like, this I would like, be the suiting up scene yeah. in a Batman movie, but in between there would be yes. flashbacks to yeah. Batman's parents getting killed. Because essentially Mulder's getting a flashlight. He's getting all these things in his backpack. Yeah, this and is we, like
1: adventure Barbie. Adventure yeah. Adventure Fox Mulder Barbie. <laughs> and then we
0: get a flashback to Mulder talking with Deep Throat. Yeah. <laughs> so let, let's talk about Deep Throat, because I know that, yeah. you know, we watched episode one, we watched episode three. I believe episode two is the eponymous Deep yes. Throat where we meet the character. So why don't you give yeah. a little bit of an introduction for myself and the listeners yeah, to Deep I'll Throat? Yeah, I'll give as much
1: as I can without spoiling too much. He is the person tied to the conspiracy within the government. Mm-hmm. He And they reveal this later in the episode, so it's not really a spoiler. He is actually a... Leader in a
0: government agency. I was going to say he's actually an alien. He's actually, no,
1: he's, um, one of the leaders in, in this so-called government agency to the point where the, um, section chief at Blevins and company are reporting into him and, and they're trying to get Mulder, you know, kicked out, but Mm he, he basically saves him. And so he's kind of playing both sides. You know, he has an ulterior motive, but at the same time, he's leaking information to Mulder to lead him on this path that is not necessarily what Mulder thinks it is. Um, You know, he's giving him information here that's like, there's a downed aircraft and, and you better go find it. And in Mulder's mind, he's like, this guy believes in aliens and he's helping me. But you learn at the end that this guy, yes, that's true. But he's doing this to like lead you on this path that's, you know, convoluted and, and, future episodes
0: we'll explore. So I'm intrigued by the pseudonym, because obviously <laughs> yeah. there is a reference to the, the Watergate character, but that was shrouded in secrecy.
1: Yeah, no, I think the whole point is that you're, they're calling him that because he's giving information to Mulder, but he doesn't want Mulder to know who he is. Okay. So Mulder doesn't know who this guy is.
0: But, I mean, he sees him face-to-face. Couldn't he just look him up in the database to find out who he is?
1: This is the 90s. Stop that. There's There's no Google. There's about to be a decimal system for the FBI. No. Everything is... No. It's all very mysterious. (laughs) Yeah. You can't
0: look a thing up in the 90s. No. So,
1: I don't think that that was like a... Maybe they just... That's like a an error or something they, that's not touched upon yeah, ever because i but, would
0: think that deep throat would maybe shroud himself in darkness to that point or i don't know wear a mask like he's some sort no, of superhero but no he's just standing no. out there he's played by jerry hardin who i know from looking it up because he is the father of melora hardin who is most well known for playing jan levinson gould on the office <laughs>
1: oh i didn't know that yeah so he's <laughs> so technically weird.
0: jan's dad
1: jan's dad how great
0: another character that you know sort of flip-flops at a, yes. at a, at a whim's notice
1: well and i do think also from Um, the perspective of his character arc, a lot of things happen. Um, but he is somebody who is, um, in the second episode that you're talking about, tells Mulder that he knew his dad, blah, 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 like all this Hmm. sort of history. So. Um, you know, there's a little more to him than just, I'm giving you information about aliens.
0: So he's more than just an informant.
1: Yes, exactly. And for himself, he's more than just an informant, but we don't know about anything about that yet.
0: Well, let's talk about Mulder going Jason Bourne here. Oh my this, God. This, <laughs> this scene is amazing. <laughs> between the laser grid. I think yeah. my favorite though is Mulder pulling the sideshow Bob, clinging to the bottom of the, yes, of the army yes. truck that pulls into the camp.
1: It's like, I think I even had to think to myself, and I was like, I guess that they do have training in the FBI for, like, anything and everything. Right, even he when, was
0: one of the top agents in his field for a certain amount of time. Yeah,
1: and so they have field training, they have, like, tuck-and-roll gun-pointing <laughs> Do you know, like, the tuck move? And roll
0: <laughs> That's a class. Um, All right, do your tuck and roll gunpointing.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I think that, you know, clearly he's trained, but I just don't think up until this point we've seen him or Scully mm-hmm. really be sort of, like, your typical, like, FBI action heroes. You know, they're not Keanu Reeves in speed mm-hmm. by any means. And so even when later in the episode Scully pulls out her gun, it's always done in a way that's, like, a little, like, I don't necessarily believe you know how to hold that gun. Yeah, so
0: obviously David Duchovny and Jillian Anderson do a fantastic job, to your point, of what the roles are usually. Yes. I think when they're supposed to be foisted in the role of cop on the move, as they yeah, like say, action touch and roll, hero. gun pointing. Yeah. It's, a little, it's a little odd to see David Duchovny drop out of a Jeep. I'll yeah. be completely honest about that. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, he does an okay job, and I think also we're putting on a lens of knowing them Um, sort of...
0: Personally. uh,
1: Yeah, personally. No, of knowing them sort of outside of this as well and just like knowing them as actors. So you're coming into this thinking of them as like the actor who plays whereas Mm -hmm. like they're... When they were in it, they were in it. This was like, you know, the first, maybe first or so thing that they've done in their career that became big. So they're like committed.
0: Bad look to everyone all around here. Not only is Mulder... Able to get in? Yeah, here. yeah.
1: That's also the other thing. He's like, first of all, running through the woods for a
0: really long time. I mean, I guess it was a, quite the distance. Concerned
1: for a one-hour episode, like, he yeah. spent a lot of time with them and him in the but woods. He's,
0: he's able to break into a high-security military camp. Yeah, you, yeah, once he drops out, nobody's like. Hey,
1: you see that guy fall out of the undercarriage with the Jeeps? See that guy in that leather jacket just wandering yeah, and that, around in that
0: badass bomber jacket yeah. with the camera? It's only after I would say maybe about 30 seconds of him snapping pictures to say, Hey, wait a minute. Yeah.
1: He also spends way too much time snapping pictures. Like as somebody, as an amateur photographer myself, <laughs> I know that when you're looking through the viewfinder of a camera, you have no peripheral vision. So mm-hmm. like he should just have taken like one, two, three get out of there, you know, like, get what you can and go. Like, he spent way too long just sort of, like, looking through the camera lens and, like, oh, look, men in suits, oh, look!
0: Should he have been sketching it? Would that have been better? Would that have given him more of a a, a 180-degree Probably
1: would have taken the same amount of time, so... (laughs) Yeah, imagine, hey,
0: stop drawing those lights (laughs) and still drawing.
1: Well, the guy doesn't even say anything, he just hits him.
0: Yeah, and so, Mulder gets taken here... Detained. ...to to the colonel, where they have a little bit of a sass off back and forth here. So, Mulder, essentially, the pictures that he he took uh, to your chagrin were pictures of men in hazmat suits essentially like it looked like they were fumigating because the the tale that has been told to the town of towns in wisconsin is toxic waste dump mm-hmm. everyone get the heck out of dodge while we clean this mess up Mulder obviously knows there's something yeah. up
1: and so those people in the hazmat suits what does that prove it doesn't prove anything and then he sort of turns the lens and there's like a big triangle st- sticking out of the ground and even that is like is is that the spacecraft? It's unclear. Yeah. Exactly. So like what this, did he learn? Is this
0: just a piece of modern art? Are Wisconsinites yeah, very maybe. Maybe woke it's just a rock. in their visual art artistry?
1: Yeah, maybe it's also just like missed on our rewatch in like a uh, in a in a future time where we have such crystal clear television and we're trying mm-hmm. to look for all these details that don't exist. And that
0: is interesting. So I'd imagine, did this get an HD remake? Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I guess we have to pay That's a huge that. question. <laughs> because I can imagine that that happens often with, you know, watching for example, the Star Trek Next Generation HD remake something so necessarily port that well. Yeah, no. <laughs> so after a little bit of of repartee between Mulder and the Colonel, Mulder gets thrown in a holding cell, and this is when we meet I, I'm gonna say it right now. The spook of the week. It's gotta be Max Phoenix, right? <laughs> yeah, so spoopy.
1: He's fun though. He's a good guy. I feel like you, you initial, your initial introduction to him is that he is just a kook. Like he yeah, is. Yeah,
0: well, he's prattling on saying, oh, I get, I get what you're saying. Trust no one. Uh, very wise after what happened with JFK. So it's a good impression. <laughs> so, oh, thank you. I, I do fast talking nerd very well. <laughs> you do. It's like you. I live that life. You do live but, that life. <laughs> but essentially this is a guy who, on the surface like you say is just all in on conspiracy theory right. He's even, even more wearing, so than Mulder. and he's
1: he's wearing his NICAP hat which you get explained is like the um and alien
0: National Investigative Committee of Aerial Phenomenon which yeah, it's which the I UFO up, people <laughs> and it actually was a thing for a while mm-hmm. that there was a community of people that were so wholeheartedly invested in the idea of alien yeah. life out there that they actually formed a group and Max is fictionally part of that.
1: Yeah, and he's wearing his hat in, in support. But uh Max is cool. He's got really long hair.
0: He's he's a it's, total dweeb. He's got those John Lennon glasses. Total
1: John Lennon glasses and I mean he even kind of looks like him. But I think that he is an interesting um comparison to Mulder here because you up until this point you Michael have only really seen Mulder as he's the crazy one. Like right. he's the guy who's like, he actually believes in aliens. And like, at this point, nobody else is saying, yes, I also believe in aliens. So this is the episode where we're introduced to deep throat. We're introduced to max. We're introduced to the fact that like, um, yeah, no, they are other people out there that have had things happen to them or feel, you know, Some sort of way about extraterrestrials and and not only from a government conspiracy standpoint, but from just a regular old Joe Schmoe who lives in a a solar stream.
0: Yeah, and we'll (laughs) we'll talk about that for a second, the whole idea of nightcap, because to that point, not only is Mulder in a very similar mindset as nightcap, he is a nightcap celebrity.
1: Yeah, so they've been following him <laughs> and he even says like how how did you know it was me like the next morning when they they go and find him and he's just like oh I I like I recognized you um from a picture like whatever
0: and Well no he because he, he wrote an article for a magazine under a pseudonym, M.F. Luder, which is a very small anagram. This is not, yeah, I, know. Um, I am Lord Voldemort. But Comparable he also, to,
1: to be fair to Mulder, did not think anyone would ever read this because it was about aliens. But also,
0: to be fair, if you're coming up with a pseudonym, be a little more creative than I just guess, switch two letters.
1: And they've also just been following um, the X-Files since its inception because of um their records being public
0: they are the travel expenses yeah their
1: travel expenses are public records so that they can like follow where they go and connect the dots so this guy's just basically been like following him on a map for
0: so my my question about max i do wonder how max got caught assumingly he came into the camp as well i would imagine wearing the hat that advertises (laughs) the Fringe organization that you are a part of is not a great way to well, remain surreptitious. And
1: as much as I love Max, he's a little unhinged.
0: Oh, wee bit. Yeah. There's no, there's no hinges on that door. Well,
1: and so he not only from a young age has suffered from epilepsy is claiming to have been abducted more than once. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether or not that's the case and I can, you know, we can maybe assume that it is the case. He had an experience that affected him several times and so now he's just a little a little different a little special
0: yeah and then to that point if max was indeed abducted which we are led to believe in this episode it does bring up a very interesting point as to how alien abductions can that trauma can manifest itself in different people right because Mulder didn't necessarily get abducted but he sort of has secondhand experience that has launched him down this path and then you have it's sort of two sides of the same coin, as the point you made before. Mulder, as much as he might really believe in pretty outlandish things, is fairly reserved. He is not setting himself up in a camper with all these CB radios that are tuned into not all these yet. frequencies <laughs> at all times, waiting for the one second when that confirmation there comes There are instances
1: in the sh- in the series where he goes there, but, um, yeah, normally he's the guy that's like, I, instead of that, I went to school, I did really well, I joined the, the FBI, and now I'm in a position to in part, change in some
0: way. So the next morning, Scully makes her first appearance on the episode. Max is gone. Do you think? Did the Colonel just say, ah, he spent a night in the clinic? Yeah.
1: No, he's, he's not harm. He's harmless.
0: I, I just, I feel like you should keep him detained at least a little bit until your project's done.
1: Well, for the, I think the colonel's main thing is to get rid of this stuff. And he has so many other bigger fish to fry that for him, it's like, this is annoying having mm. to detain Max and detain Mulder. And so like Mulder stays there because he's in the FBI and he needs somebody to like bail him. Yeah. Well, to come get him and, and, you know, like account for his actions. Whereas with Max, it's just kind of like par for the course. He probably got a fine, and or they probably just—I don't know—they probably just let him go because he's like an insane
0: person. Yeah, it could be a thing where nobody's going to believe him anyway. Yeah, and let's just he, let him lose. Yeah,
1: and I think for for. My understanding. This isn't the first time he's probably
0: done this, so oh, he yeah. probably knows the colonel. Yeah, did, are they on a first name basis? Yeah,
1: he's probably like, okay, Max. Like, you got to stay overnight, and then you're out of here. <laughs> well, how's your daughter, Colonel? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> so we end up, Scully ends up coming in, and the reason why she's there is not only to bail Mulder out, but she reveals that he is on, going to be undergoing a disciplinary hearing. Mm-hmm. He's in trouble.
1: Yeah, he's in trouble. He's in trouble for a lot of things, but mostly for. Um, you know, at this point, just going and investigating
0: stuff that he's not supposed to investigate. Right, and Scully gives at least the line that's been fed to them, which is that this bogey is actually a, mm-hmm. what, a downed Libyan jet that had a nuclear warhead yes. in it, and they actually evacuated the town because they were afraid that the nuclear material was leaking
1: out of the warhead. Yeah, and I mean, there's no reason for Scully not to believe that because she's sort of tied into this whole like, uh, the government says something that's probably true. Yeah, she's still pragmatic. Yeah, she's pragmatic, and like, honestly, I would think that too until proven otherwise, and then like Mulder's like, Okay, hey, will I'll prove it.
0: Yeah, I don't know about <laughs> Libya though. I don't know, maybe I've just seen Back to the Future. Yeah, so I was many gonna times. say,
1: you're just like, you're projecting your Back to yeah, the Future. I'm, just, I'm
0: thinking this is what killed Doc Brown. Clearly, something's not up yeah, here. Yeah,
1: well, I don't know. Maybe it was like a thing to just talk about Libyans.
0: Well, Mulder's gonna go pack up his stuff, except. His hotel room has been ransacked. <laughs> been I, I ransacked. just feel terrible. If you are Mulder and Scully going on these off-site missions outside of Washington, bring only your essentials because your hotel room is going to get burned down, <laughs> yeah, or torn through, or I don't know. Yeah, no, up. it
1: happens a lot. It does. They don't learn that, but um, I think for from Mulder's perspective he like it looks like he made himself quite at home there like everything was like pretty well spread out like how many days was he there before he went on his little adventure in the woods
0: Well it's a good question because I know that in the first scene of the episode in the lower third it said day 1 I mm, believe by the conclusion right. of everything when they go back to Washington it's day 4 so I guess he has spent you know probably at least a, a day yeah. or so there
1: Yeah, and so yeah, his, his hotel room was ransacked and, um, we find out that the person who had ransacked it was none other than Max and his butt in the window of the
0: bathroom. Yeah. So I don't know. Why was, (laughs) he's a doof. Why was the phone book open?
1: I don't know.
0: Calling a Pete like pranking. I'm going to order.
1: I have a feeling maybe he was slipping through it, like he thought something might have been hidden in there.
0: Mm, like, oh yes, this agent would hide something in the phone book. Well,
1: yeah. So he knows. This is the confusing part. He knows who Mulder is. He knows that like Mulder's like quote unquote on his side. Mm-hmm. Why is he ransacking his room? What is he looking for?
0: Exactly. And he, even if he just just wait a couple of hours yeah. until Mulder's going to eventually come back there, unless right. unless he has this. Well, I guess maybe idea yeah. that they would kill Mulder or something. No. Well, also the
1: conversation they had in the holding cell, Mulder comes across as a little less enthusiastic about aliens than mm. than maybe he thought. And so he was like, okay, well maybe he wouldn't believe me. Um so
0: who Plus, knows? Plus we're not sure what Max, to be honest, might be on. Yeah. Because we, we head into his home away from home here in this trailer and it's full of uh, all these equipment, yeah. like it's the CB radios, these books on space, all of these diagrams for various yeah, gadgets. Like but as Star Charts, etc. And cetera. as Scully takes notice a pharmacy's worth of of medication.
1: Yeah, so he... For, Scully says later, like, he's on uh, something that he's on is for epilepsy, specifically, but he's also on something that is exclusively used to treat a- a schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So, why would he be taking that if he w- didn't have issues? So, I mean, who's to say you can't, like, you know not be taking medication or taking you know it's like you go off you go yeah, on who, who
0: normalize that
1: normalize the medication thing it's the aspect of like how does that relate to him thinking aliens exist you know
0: yeah and i do wonder if there is an additional version of this episode where maybe you remove that invisible man and it really then raises the question like you've asked you've talked about before not every episode is going to be an alien sometimes it'll be people covering it up under the guise of an alien maybe right. it's you could seeing another universe where the episode is okay do we trust max or not
1: well so i actually in when i we were talking about why did they let max go i'm wondering if they did let him go or if they just didn't know that he was the one the aliens were after because mm-hmm. later in the episode they're chasing max right
0: they it seems like they we're calling Max to Townsend, yeah. to, to abduct him.
1: Yeah, so not only are they, and then so Max also has this special ability given to him by the aliens, I guess, to like become like radiation. Because mm-hmm. like later, when whenever somebody tries to capture him, he like be, like turns into a ball of light.
0: Yeah, exactly. which <laughs> We will certainly get to. So Max gives some intel as well that in addition to the Reginald Bell Johnson types passing. Seems like the fire department got hit yeah. as well. We're going to visit, I think, the third side of that 911 triangle later on. They, they try to chase down a dead end in Reginald Bell Johnson's wife, who is like... Oh, that poor lady. Yeah, just she's at this, you know, she did not leave town. She's with her son. Yeah, and, there's basically like a... Yeah, and, and what would you call it when you're in a hurricane, when you're displaced and you're staying in the high school gym?
1: Yeah, I don't want to say refugee because that's not the case, but similar to that one. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they're in a, like a... Tent. (laughs) I don't know, but yeah, so they're all staying in the high school gym because they're, they're home. Everything's being evacuated, but her and her son are there and they basically, she insinuates that she can't talk to these people because the military told her they would
0: not give her her husband's pension. Right. If she said anything, her dead husband's pension (laughs) wild wild i mean yeah never underestimate the government being able to wield that iron fist considering how much access they have to everything
1: yeah no i i felt like this was like a a bit of a gut punch here because you're you're sort of especially you know scully starting to realize that like something is up because why would the government say this to this woman like she was like they can't do that they can't you know they can't withhold that it's illegal and she was like i'll help you like i'll help you and she was like no 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 you like nobody help me everyone go away well
0: mm-hmm. i can imagine yeah especially after all that and her husband also probably
1: oh yeah also the, her like, husband's dead
0: yeah she's clearly and the body is barely cold you know yeah, it's she been oh, oh and the they can't days.
1: withhold her the body either like yeah. they're they're not giving her the body to give him a proper burial and Scully says that's illegal yeah so
0: even though uh, we're going to see later on that maybe after that alien attack you might not want to see your yeah. husband's body oh Well, before we get to that, uh, we will withhold from you all for just a couple of seconds to hear a word from our sponsors.
1: at LuckyLandSlots.com,
0: available to players in the U.S. (excluding Washington and Michigan). No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18+ terms and condition supply. All right, Angela. Let's come back and let's see these aliens kick some military butt. Yeah, (laughs) they really do, though, don't they? I mean, so uh, the colonel thinks he's got, you know, them cornered. He sends out a whole squadron to take down these aliens, but they're able to knock out the comms Mm -hmm. with static interference. Yep. And it's able to take... I'm a little confused about the physiology of the alien. Obviously, again, you draw it in the mind's eye. (laughs) I can't help you. Well, the alien cam is on the ground. It's almost like it's a snake or like a weasel or something. Yeah,
1: it's... I mean, I think they're going for more of like a... um, uh, fancy-looking technology situation here where, like, in the 90s, there were always all these things that were like, this is advanced technology, and it mm. was, like, something in, like, what was a, it,
0: a camera taped to an RC car. Yeah,
1: exactly. Stuff like that. You know, so I think that that's more worth they're going for. I don't think it's, it was thought through, like, how does this actually work? You know, it, who cares? Does it look cool? Yes. So, you know, it's detecting the alien, it's tracking it, it tracks the alien, um, you know, and 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 that's what matters.
0: Yeah. And the alien decides to attack back. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna take us to the hospital where I would say I think runner-up for Spook of the Week is this doctor. Love him. He is so first of, of all, total cutie. He's he's a cute guy, and he's got a very hard job to do, especially a yeah, the Yeah, he weird seems like he seems
1: like by far one of the more normal characters that we've met in a while, just like as a human being. Basically, yeah, but aliens have attacked all these men. They come storming in. Mulder and Scully have followed them because they were listening and they
0: yeah they they just straight on walking because initially Mulder and Scully went to just interrogate the doctor about yes. what happened to Reginald L. Johnson and I love I just love this doctor's comment though where he just inserts his own commentary saying I hate fascists I
1: hate fascists yeah and so I who knew, think, who knew
0: there was an Antifa influence within the X-Files
1: right yeah ooh yikes um but yeah so the doctor's like well crap this is intense and and the colonel's like take care of my men and the doctor's like I I will but like scully's staying because she's a doctor
0: so let's talk about that because you mentioned it to me while we were watching this episode this is going to become a hallmark of the x-files where there's a medical situation
1: conveniently people are in over their
0: head and here comes a medically trained dana (laughs) Dana, scully
1: Scully, md here to help yeah no she's she's pretty much let into situations that Mulder would never be let into because she's a medical doctor not only is she like a, a like a She doesn't just have a doctorate. She's an actual MD medical doctor. So, you know, theoretically she is qualified to be in these situations, but it it is pretty convenient. And sometimes for them as the, the X files, you know, agents, they're. Able to say, like, you know, Scully will often, <laughs> I'm laughing because I can just hear it in my head. She's like, well, I'm a medical doctor. Can I help? And like, she always says it like, I'm a medical doctor. Like,
0: <laughs> so like she has, if you pull her strength, yeah, exactly. The yeah. So
1: she's always doing that and like just kind of jumping in and, and then therefore finding things out that she wouldn't have found out. Um, if she hadn't have been like in it in the, like in the weeds with the other doctors, so to speak,
0: we should also mention that these military guys are brought in and they are diagnosed with. Fifth and sixth degree burns over 90% of the body. All right, so, I'm stupid. I didn't realize there were degrees of burns above third.
1: I mean, I I wouldn't be able to tell you if there are, but I guess they're saying, you know, that... Maybe at that level, it is considered a radiation burn. I don't know what the mm. difference is. But yeah,
0: so maybe a third degree burn is something that can only be made by forms of fire. And then when it's something else, then it's above
1: <laughs> uh, third. At Leona Boris, please Yeah, help. please Science,
0: <laughs> please help us. I want to find out about Science fifth. Science correspondence. Th- th- I mean, I don't want to experience it, but I will have to find out about fifth and sixth degree burns. Yeah, nice, I nice guess they. The, yeah, on I was going
1: to say the indication is they bad burns. <laughs> yeah, they're burned
0: incredibly badly. They're and basically
1: mo- just charred skeletons
0: at right, this point. Right. Like at this point, I don't want to say put them out of their misery but they're essentially crisped up chicken carcasses. Uh, Oh my God. (laughs) And Mulder in this moment tries to put his own two and two together, essentially saying that, all of his research he's done with close encounter mortalities. They died from radiation burns as well. So this clearly, in his purview, yeah, like it's all the same. is evidence that aliens are radioactive AF. So it probably means contact with an alien.
1: Yeah, and so, but the colonel's like, no, 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 you guys got to leave. And that's when the doctor says, um, she stays. She's a doctor. I need all the help I can get. He's like something about how it's his ER. Right. And so while Scully. It's, it's very intense. Yeah. So
0: while Scully does her own <laughs> medical drama outside of she that. She puts
1: her hair in a pony. She yes. puts on some
0: scrubs. And she gets to work. Uh, but she does give Mulder that tip that you mentioned before of, mm-hmm. hey, just so you know, uh, cause Mulder walks in, I believe, on Max having a, a fit. Yes. Uh, and, you know, Max then talks about, I started having seizures. Yeah. He has an 10. epileptic
1: attack and he's on the ground convulsing and he's unaware of where he is. So like, I, I don't know if this happens. I mean, so Max does say this hasn't happened for him in like seven years. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's lucky that Mulder was there because, like, you did, could really hurt yourself when you have you think that. It's
0: every time these aliens show, yes. up, it happens to
1: him. Yes, interesting.
0: <laughs> so it's like they're showing up to town and they're giving your cell phone a ring, and you just this yeah. is a weird form of your cell phone ring.
1: Yeah, and so I guess so. Mulder like puts him down, like like lets him go to sleep, and notices this little scar behind his ear. Yeah,
0: looks like a chevron
1: yeah it does it's like a weird little triangle arrow shaped scarf
0: it's almost like an arrow pointing to him so if the aliens just need guidance you know (laughs) look here exactly and so Mulder makes
1: note of it and we find out later that's because he's seen it before in Mm -hmm. other abductees Um, But he leaves him there and then goes back to the hotel and is looking at his like, (laughs) why did he bring these with him? I don't know, but he has files. Well, I'm glad
0: that it didn't get taken by Max. This is why you don't leave your stuff out in the open, Mulder.
1: Yeah, so he had former X-Files that also showed abductees with this little thing behind their ear, and that's when Scully comes in and is like, Mulder, tick-tock, tick-tock, we gotta go.
0: Yeah, and this is when she's like, we can
1: still make that plane.
0: (laughs) She drops the bomb about the Mm anti-schizophrenic medication. But I, I do love when we cut back to the Green surveillance headquarters. Mm-hmm. When this employee has oh, just yeah. had Sassy. it, when she's sassing the colonel, saying, "Oh, a large meteor is p- crashing in the exact same spot as the first one, and oh, there's another meteor that's hovering outside of Wisconsin right now."
1: Yeah, so crazy. Um, I just feel like with that, it's it's tough because um, <laughs> you're given like an an instance where you you feel like, okay, now now what.
0: Exactly, she can't do anything. But I do like that she was able to. Hopefully, hopefully, she still had her job by the end of this exchange. That yeah, she was able I have to a feeling they, a
1: they have a specific specific training and and clearances that it's not so easy to replace somebody. Um, as not, a Doppler reader. <laughs>
0: not the easy way, at least. <laughs> no. So it seems like more bogeys, more angels are on their way. Max is responding to, I think, their call. Some really interesting use of the fisheye here as he's sort of like yeah. rocking back and forth, and there's blood coming out of his ear, and he's like, make it stop, make it stop.
1: Well, yeah, so... The fish eye, I think, is us seeing from the aliens' perspective. Oh, so they have fish eyes? They have fish eyes. No, <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're supp- whenever we see that view, I think we're supposed to see think that that's the alien. So the mm. alien comes into his his room and like is like giving him a sig- signal, I guess, that like he's going to be taken soon or whatever. And then his his ears bleed, which is disgusting.
0: Yeah, and uh, he's grabbing his scar. Maybe this is like a Harry Potter thing where Maybe. the aliens tried to kill him, but instead they left a mark and it's connected them forever. I don't think so,
1: but maybe.
0: <laughs> so then once the aliens leave, Max's scar never hurt again. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so Mulder and Scully are now, they, Max is gone. They're going to go, because I believe they overhear a communicate yes. that they are going at the on the waterfront. They could have been a contender. They Here found they him are. at the
1: waterfront. But yeah, because Mulder tries to convince Scully to check on Max before they leave for the airport. Can we at least go check on him? He's Can we sick. check
0: on the resident weirdo, please?
1: Well, no, Mulder's, I think, genuine concern at this point. He's like, he's really sick. Like, he he wasn't doing well. I just want to make sure he's okay. And um, they go, and he's not there. So they overhear the communique that they're chasing Max on the waterfront, is
0: what they mm-hmm. believe. And they they find him in some sort of warehouse something that you pointed out while we were watching that i thought was really funny was that scully walks out (laughs) the door of the warehouse to the military you know taking over the place and the military despite seeing a door easily available blows a hole in the they literally grab
1: scully as she's exiting the building like through just a, a regular door and then simultaneously like put mines on on a like a big wall so that they can blow it up.
0: Does infrastructure mean nothing to you no, people?
1: Clearly not. But yeah, so they see into this warehouse, they see Max, they see Scully, they see Mulder, that at least their heat signatures. Mm-hmm. And Mulder and Scully and Max are all having this conversation where Max is like scared he's gonna be taken and and Mulder's trying to calm him down and then a big bright light comes and
0: and throw yeah, throws Mulder away and then Max is hovering surrounded yeah. in this blue light like he's ascended to another form and then when we check back in with the military after they stupidly blow a hole instead of mm-hmm. using the damn door Kool-Aid There's man style. There's only styles. one
1: heat signature left and that's Mulder.
0: And all that's left is, is the, the nightcap hat. It's the hat. all oh, poor Max. The nightcap cap. So where did Max go? What do you think? Yeah, so it's, it's a big question. I mean from what we saw my belief is that he was abducted by aliens. And ordinarily, I would say, okay, that was a fun one-time character. But from what I heard, Angela, Mm -hmm. and again, this is going to spoil some parts of the rest of the series, so feel free to fast-forward right now if you don't want to necessarily hear about it. I don't know if we'll cover this in, in future episodes either, but Max, true to what you said in the very beginning, is going to come back at least a couple times.
1: Yeah, so I do think, actually, we will be covering the arc with Max. Oh, good.
0: I like that little goober.
1: Yeah, yeah. so we'll see him again. Um, And I think that it's... It's also not really a spoiler. One of the episodes in the arcs is titled Max. Um, so, <laughs> Unless there's someone else named Max, I think it's Max and Tempest Fugit. Maybe are the mm-hmm. two episodes. So, yeah, no, we'll see him again, and I think it'll it'll shed some light on some things from a like abduction perspective. But I, I think this is fine. If you were to only see this, and you were not to watch those episodes, you'd still get a good understanding of of him and sort of his implication to the whole. Um, arc in general, just because aliens exist as of now.
0: What I can imagine, maybe it's because my view of aliens in this series is only from this episode and the first episode. I wonder if they're going to try to use Max as some sort of envoy for something. Again, don't don't say anything. That's my sort of leading theory at this point, because why would they necessarily need him back you know he was well abducted when he was 10 what would they want with him now and
1: i think it's also important to keep in mind that there is a government conspiracy and nothing is certain
0: yeah and well then the government lie and line right now is that oh we just found max's body in a shipping container nothing happened he's dead the end don't look into it yeah exactly so why does the government know that so that being said after all this, they finally make their way back to Washington. <laughs> we back. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I wonder if they just took a later flight or if they were. Pulled- yeah. I mean, clearly they'd oh, missed if you, their flight. What if they just held that plane the entire time waiting for Mulder and Scully? I don't think so, but it's possible. So here we are. It's Mulder's hearing. Mulder, uh, got hurt in that scuffle. He broke his leg.
1: Yeah. He's a little, he's a little like, um, limpy, but I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Old limpy Mulder. Yeah, he's he's in like, a new into
1: the, crutching into the room, but like again, Mulder. Keep it together. He's just so petulant in this hearing.
0: Yeah. Where, well, like, and and Scully tries to make a statement. Tries to yeah. gild the lilies a bit. And uh, you know, she's brought in. She basically says she
1: says yes, no to, anth- to yeah, she, answer. Yeah, she, she denies
0: any involvement in ever in anything. She speaks out of turn. Actually, says it's unfair to judge Mulder basically by mm-hmm. the same criteria that she's being judged. Yeah, Mulder. I think Mulder. At this point, he sees what he thinks is the writing on the wall. He muses to Scully. You hear that noise hammer and nails. They're building a gallows in the town square. <laughs>
1: yeah, so dramatic. But yeah, I mean, I think for him, it's like he would rather go out with a bang than continue the. Or with uh, a crutch. Or with a crutch than continue, like, sort of the bullshit of, like, trying to, like, make peace with this, you know, clearly mm. obnoxious, um, disbelieving sort of leadership
0: that he's under. That's an interesting point. That could this have been sort of a breaking point moment for Mulder, where at this point now he's like, "Well, he almost I've given got up. proof."
1: Yeah, yeah, this is like this happened. This happens a lot to Mulder.
0: Well, where- I was going to say we saw it in the first episode. Yeah, we literally saw that girl and yeah. Billy Miles get beamed up. So he <laughs> yeah. sees aliens so many times.
1: Yeah, this poor guy. But he's also never convinced that he's actually seen it. That's the hard part. Is like if somebody's not there to witness it with you, he's like, "I can't." Say for sure what I saw. Like he's mm-hmm. never 100% sure what he actually saw. So I think for him, it's just so frustrating and there's all this proof, and it's a mess, and it's like it's when you have your email box full of emails, and you, you open one, and you start to answer it, and then you, you look up, and you open another one, and then you, you start to answer it, and then now you have two emails open that you're answering, and then you you look at your inbox, and there's seven other more emails, and they're all different things, and you just get, like, overwhelmed by the options of, like, which path to go down. Mm. And that is what Mulder's dealing with, the X-Files. Mulder, Mulder huh, I knew I related.
0: Mulder probably has the most unruly Email inbox. By the way, no folders. Oh no, no tab. <laughs> no. He has about like three thousand unread. Oh no, where he's just like, I'll I'll skip past. I need this. to go
1: take a Xanax. I skip
0: past this uh this Gap offer. I I I'll 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 leave it unread for now in case I get back. Does to he it.
1: even know how to use filters?
0: I don't think he does. No. And then he opens emails from people. Forward, forward, forward. Open this, and you have seven years good luck. He really believes uh, in you that. You don't
1: get those in your inbox anymore.
0: Uh, oh, so that goes directly to spam. Directly but no, I think spam. Mulder looks in spam because he's thinking, what, what email addresses <laughs> does Gmail <laughs> not there? want us to know about? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It sounds like a nightmare to me. But this is, like you said, Mulder has had it at this point. He is quite literally on his last leg. Yeah. And he rails against this, this panel, this tribunal, basically saying, how can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? Essentially saying, I'm telling you what the truth is you keep pushing back against me, even though I'm telling you the truth. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I can do. I keep running up against a brick wall. And unlike the military, I don't have dynamite to blow it up.
1: Yeah. And he's also just like, I refuse to let go. Like, he's like, he's not gonna, he's not gonna just like stop investigating. Yeah. And and that's what he's saying. And he
0: he throws out a little bit of a threat as well. No government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.
1: No government agency has jurisdiction over the truth.
0: He basically says too many people know what's going on. Maybe that's the thing is that him Getting into contact with Max yes. and the introduction of Nightcap has made him realize that he has not been screaming into a void. Yeah, that there are people out there who believe the same thing he does, and well, it's, maybe and with, it's more so empowered him to think there's no way this thing can remain undercover for that long.
1: Yeah, and with Deep Throat giving him all these clues and all these like insights, like he knows that he's not the only one with, or uh, thinks he's not the only one, like
0: questioning it. And so. On the note of deep throat, let's end with our big final twist here. Yeah. Despite the disciplinary hearing, Mulder is here to stay for now. Next as spells deep- remain open. Yeah. As as deep throat essentially makes the 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 argument that his insubordination is less dangerous than him exposing what he knows. And I gotta say, I give kudos to Deep Throat here. I think this is a good move. The devil you know is better than the devil you don't, especially if this devil has information on you.
1: Yeah, I guess the confusing part here is like you, it's unclear at this point what Deep Throat's sort of modus operandi is like, is he trying to help Mulder or is he just trying to keep this operandi? Yeah. Or is he just trying to keep him like supplicant? So like, he's not, um, like out there, like spilling the truth, right. and, you know, it's like he's, but he's helping him find the truth at the same time. So it's, it's like, yeah, he's, I think he really and is. he reports it to somebody. So it's, you know, it's all just, it's just this big, long
0: chain of command. Yeah. But I think at this point It's, it's what you, it's a good idea to sort of keep him in your pocket. It's, you know, keeping the unruly kid in class busy with something constructive now granted right. because at the end of the day who is Mulder going to take the information to because the government's going to shut him down no matter what he gains more power when he doesn't have that government holding something above him like a right. job and so I, I think this is a perfect way to, he almost wants them to like kick him out at yeah, this point exactly he, but then he doesn't have the resources and that's key so he essentially is oiling that squeaky wheel but also like putting it in the trunk yeah despair
1: yeah so that'll become clearer i think but it's It's something to keep an eye on.
0: And so that is Fallen Angel. A a little bit of... I mean, it definitely is more of a serialized episode. Mm -hmm. And we leave things, I guess, on a bit of a cliffhanger in that, like you said, we are left to question more of Deep Throat's motives, him playing all sides, it seems. So it's an interesting spot to leave things and to sort of leave season one, because Angela, next week, is our last week of season one, but also our first week of season two.
1: I was going to say, aren't we doing one uh, see like the season finale and then the season premiere
0: exactamundo, m'lady next (laughs) week. We are doing season one, episode 24, Uh. the Erlenmeyer flask, flask, yeah, Erlenmeyer flask, which is the finale of season one. And we're also doing season two, episode one, little green men, because I believe that you told me that X-Files it, likes to do it does, arcs yeah. that occur at the end of one season in the beginning. Yeah, of another. And it's not
1: always the case, but I do f- think it will be good for our podcast in general to close out a season and then begin a season. And it'll help us sort of say like, okay, the the season finales at least tend to wrap things up really well. Mm-hmm. I won't say that the season premieres are always perfect because then the se- sometimes the season premieres are two parters as well. So oh, then you have I think I even put it in there. I think we have one where it's like it's the season finale and then the season premiere and then the next episode because it's just they have this big long arc and it's, you know. But I do think that, you know, they they do tend to do that a lot and it's helpful I think for our listeners to You know, maybe wrap things up in a little bit of a clearer way.
0: So if I could hazard a guess as to what the Erlenmeyer flask is about. You cannot. Well, it's a piece of laboratory equipment. I know that. So here's the plot. (laughs) Hit me. They find a a way to get alien DNA in this Erlenmeyer flask. And the plot is Mm -hmm, around. mm -hmm they're going to try to clone an alien they're going to try to use dna jurassic park style to replicate an alien and now there's a bunch of back and forth as to whether or not they should do it how dangerous it is and it segues into little little green men in which the dna replicated aliens do come alive and in true michael Crichton style they go wonky things go bad but they end up eradicating them by the end of it i'm assuming i am nowhere close I'm not going to tell you. All right. Well, (laughs) then I'm just going to assume then on my own. But that being said, we're going to do a lot next week. Not only are we covering Season 1, Episode 24, and Season 2, Episode 1, but we are finally, finally, folks, getting to your feedback. So, if you have any thoughts about the episodes we've seen so far, including Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot... Season one, episode three, squeeze. Season one, episode <laughs> 21, tombs. Season one, episode 10, fallen angel, as well as the Erlenmeyer flask and little green men. Please, please, please write it into us. We'll do sort of a catch all. Uh Feedback quickie at the end of next week's episode, where we go through some of your thoughts. We've been already receiving them so far. And, and just
1: a reminder about emails: if it's mm. spoiler-filled, just make sure you put that in the subject line so that Mike does not read it.
0: Right. So you can you can ask questions. We probably won't uh, read them on air, but things like but I can I can maybe make it work. Yeah. Yeah. How does this influence this, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. I've been so happy with the response so far. It's been very fun to see people from really both camps, people who absolutely love the X Files and people like me who are watching it for the first time. Yeah, like,
1: we've had a lot of people. Say, I've never watched this, but I guess I will. Yeah. I think that's the quarantine of it all, too. <laughs> yeah,
0: but this is exciting because that was the entire onus of this podcast. So we're bringing together so many molders and scullies mm-hmm. under one roof, and we're going to be hearing from you next week. So you can always tweet at us. I am at a Mike Bloom type. Angela is at Anthropologie. And of course, the network is at Post Show Recaps. You can also email us for more long term pieces of feedback. You can either email xfiles at com or Bloom Files at Posha Rico. <laughs> I try to p- give a little bit of a, of a read to it to make it yeah, seem nice it's and very,
1: fun. it's very cool.
0: Yeah, but it's the really the goofest email to the gallant email. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we luckily have things nice and stratified in our email inboxes, unlike Fox Mulder. That's
1: great. That's makes me happy.
0: Well, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the Bloom Files. We're gonna take off in our own bogey right now, away from Wisconsin. <laughs> We've been in the snow this entire week, so we definitely have felt like we're we're part of the Midwest right oh, now in the yes. m- middle of winter. But we'll hopefully get to warmer prospects next week with the Meyer flask and Little Green Men, the season one finale, season two premiere, plus your feedback. I'm very excited to keep on going through the X-Files into another Comped. season. Special thanks to Corey B for his fantastic theme song. We'll see you all next week for another edition of the Bloom Files. For now, case closed.